fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast, where we are featuring the athletes of the 2023 CrossFit Games semifinals. And with that, I have with me Holly Henderson. Holly, how are you? I'm good, Scott. How are you? I'm good. So I have two quick funny stories to start. One, when we before we came live, your dogs were barking and howling. They were. So I just finished. I just finished an interview. I went upstairs. My dog had broke into my daughter's Easter package. She's in college, and ate a whole cone of Reese's Pieces. <laughs> That's a day in the life for me. <laughs> so he's well, he's in the kennel right now. Because I don't know how sick he's going to get. I can uh, top that. Last Saturday, my boxer ate uh, an entire bag of CBD beam powder. <laughs> like like 30 yeah. servings at one time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. His dreams yeah. must have been cool. He was, she is. She was, uh, she was, she was sleeping pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. Beam dreaming, isn't that? Yeah. The, the saying. So the other funny story I have, and my dog is tiny. My dog is 20 pounds, maybe. So to eat a whole cone of Reese's Pieces, like yeah, that's a like a quarter of his body weight. Right. So the other funny story is I watched back our interview last year because I didn't want to repeat what we'd already done. Sure. And I look and I'm like, I'm wearing the same shirt I wore last year for that interview. So I hurried up and went and changed. Oh, you shouldn't have changed. That's like good luck. <laughs> so, yeah. So I want to start off with a couple things. And that is that you, my friend, just keep getting better. Like it's not supposed to be that way. It is not. <laughs> Yeah, you're defying, you're defying age, you're defying all the things. And yeah. in this world where, in this CrossFit world where there's all these 16 and 17 and 18 year olds coming up, what does it mean to you that you're still competitive with the up and coming crew and you're getting better? Yeah. Um, it's been this past year specifically has, has really been amazing. I, a lot of things have happened that I can't exactly explain, um, uh, you know, obviously with my age, uh, but I'm, I'm not questioning it. You know, um, I think it's amazing what the younger athletes are able to do. And also it is, um, I think it says something. There's a lot of us that are, you know, into our thirties that are defying a lot of odds and showing up like, you know, we still have potential. There's a lot left for us to tap into and we're not done yet. Yeah. And for the audience that doesn't remember from last year, you are an OG CrossFitter. You've been CrossFitting since 2012. Right. You, you have been to three regionals. Mm -hmm. 
and now you'll have been to three semifinals. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, th- you sprinkled a couple sanctionals in there too. Yeah. You don't want to discredit that. <laughs> um, so you have been, you have been around this game for a very long time. Things have changed a lot. It seems like every year things change yeah. a lot. But it is. It appears that we're about as close to the old regional format as we have been this year. Does that excite you? Yeah, that excites me a lot. I, you know, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I thoroughly enjoyed the workouts at regionals a lot more than um, I would say the last two years. Um, I'm excited to see what Boz has up his sleeve in terms of trying to like replicate some of that going back to some of the OG CrossFit and um, yeah, the format itself, like I think having 60 girls, it's going to be, I'm interested to see how, you know, how that plays out, but it was always fun having that bigger field. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to mess up the leaderboard. Oh yeah. If you know, that 58th place person has a home run workout and comes in first and then all of a sudden everything gets shaken exactly. up. Yeah. Um. It's going to be a really fun watch. And I think, and I've said this on a couple of shows, the West has this optimal opportunity. Mm-hmm. 10, 10 women make it to the games. Right. If you have a final heat of 10, the audience can tell the story by watching the floor. Right. Yeah. This heat is in. Everybody else is chasing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who are we going to see? That's right. <laughs> You've met, you've got into position. If you fall out of that heat, you got some business to do. Right. And I think they have the opportunity to tell a great story yeah. if they don't mess it up. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and I think it could be the most exciting. I think this year could be the most exciting semifinals ever because you have, they're so big, so many big names, right? so many great fit people. And you don't get the up and semifinals are different than the games. The games, everybody's secluded at semifinals. Everybody's just walking around. Yeah. Like if you're a fan of the sport and you want to see your favorite CrossFitter, you're going to see them at semifinals. Yeah. Just go sit beside them in the stands. (laughs) Right. Right. It's going to be awesome. Um, I just hope CrossFit capitalizes on that and makes it a rock show. Yeah. And I think they will. I think there's there's a lot of good opportunity this year for that to take place. So I'm going to ask you a couple more things about the format, and that is with this season's format, you're going to know the workouts going in. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all going to be the same across every semifinal. Fan, not fan? Big fan. Do you like knowing ahead of time? Uh, I like knowing ahead of time in a you know semi appropriate amount of time. I don't like if they were to to release it like a month ahead of time. I would not like that because then I feel like all you do for a month is just train those particular movements. That gets a little boring. But like you know, my semifinal when it falls, I'll have the workouts. I think two weeks in advance, which I feel like is that's awesome. Okay, and you're the second week. Yes. So. So you get them one week more than the East and I don't even remember who they're going with, but, um, and so the other thing is, uh, because 
they're all being pro programmed by one person mm -hmm. and not like these and not to say that the like the Mac and the West Coast Classic and all those that they didn't do a good job programming. I don't want to rip on them, sure. but you have one consistent story for the season, right? Exactly. The same guy who did the open, did the quarterfinals, is going to do the semis, and is going to do the games. Does that make more sense to you? Oh yeah, and I think even like if you listen to some of Boz's interviews over the last year, he likes to tell a story. And so I think, you know, you look at the open, you look at quarterfinals, like a story is already being told. There's some things that have been, you know, some groundwork's been laid. Like I think it's going to keep playing upon each other all the way up to the games. What do you think he's going to throw at you that we haven't seen yet? Ooh, yet? I don't know. I could definitely see, I'm hoping for some type of LSAT something. Um, I could see them bringing that back in some form. Um, I would love to see like a strict pull up like they did in the age group at the games last year. Um, I would, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw strict muscle ups come back like we did in, um, 2016 regionals. I think strict gymnastics right now, he's like on a roll, roll with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, do you think you'll get the crossover doubles? I hope so. <laughs> I would love that. It would make sense. Um, I think it would make more sense than, than triples just because I feel like they're very difficult to judge. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. Double unders alone are hard enough to, are hard to judge yeah. being a former judge. Um, I can't imagine ju judging triples. Yeah. And With I've judged at the highest levels. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that'd be tough. Um, I want so you have improved so much coming into this season. Do you have bigger aspirations, or do you just yourself want to get better? I would be lying if I said I just want to be better. I mean, obviously, my goal is to, <laughs> is to make it to the CrossFit Games. Um, who doesn't want, I mean, why, why would I be out there if I didn't want to make it, you know, um, I'm not satisfied with just being better and going and having a good time. Like my ultimate goal is to make it there and, and to show up and actually compete, not just be a uh, participant. You own an affiliate. Yes. CrossFit Jacks. I think we talked last year about the difficulties of being an affiliate owner and an athlete at the same time. Mm -hmm. I had the privilege of doing a documentary with a master's athlete a couple weeks ago where she owned the gym. She worked at three people made age group quarters. She was one of them. And she really had to kind of take a back seat to the yeah. other athletes and to set it all up. What's it, how do you balance being the owner of the affiliate and being an athlete at the same time. And are there times you just have to be selfish? Yeah, that's actually the word I was going to use is um, selfish. Uh, and not in a way that I exclude others or leave others out, but just in a way of like, you know what, I've actually put in hours and hours and hours every day for 365 days. And like this, this weekend is like my weekend. And just being vocal and saying, hey, like, I'm not excluding you. You are 
very important. You're just as important as me, but I am going to be selfish this weekend and take this time for myself. Um, it also helps that I have a tremendous group of coaches who are willing to like take up my slack and who were there. We had, um, three people made, um, quarters for my gym. And then I had a age group masters male make it as well. And so, you know, I was able to be there for them, but not as much as my coaches were there for them, which I, you know, very much appreciated. How hard is it to find the right coaches? It is hard because every gym has its own personality and, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly the most trusting of people, but I have found a group of individuals who want to be there and who actually enjoy coaching, not just like CrossFit and working out. They actually enjoy helping others. And I think that's, you know, the most important part is that the desire to help others is there. And I have that with those individuals. So we have a, you know, we have a very close, tight-knit group. How good does it feel when you find that person? Because I know, like, even just in the business world, finding the right person for a job mm-hmm. is is hard. And with coaching, it's got to be even harder because personalities have to mesh. Yeah, they do. Um, it's very rewarding to, to like be able to like step back from coaching and, and watch my coaches coach. And, you know, I'm just so grateful for them and and what they bring to the table. And a lot of days, you know, at this point in my career, they're doing a better job coaching than I would be doing. And that's all I can ask. You know, um, my job right now is to coach them and their job is to coach others. And, you know, they're doing an excellent job. So I was, when researching you, your undergraduate degree is in psychology. Yes. Your, your master's degree is in exercise science. So you are mind and body. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Well, that's what CrossFit is, you know. When you, when you're a coach, how, what percentage is the mind? What percentage is the body? I would say the mind matters more than the body for sure. I mean, you know, when I have clients come in, you know, I like to know their story, their background, what they're dealing with, what they're struggling with now. I'm not so interested in what they're going to deadlift or back squat. Um, so, you know, how they show up and what they're, the baggage they're bringing in with them, you know, that that's really what I'm there for and what, what all this is about. It's not really, do I want you to be fit and healthy, of course, but, you know. It's more life change that we're worried about. Do you use a psychology degree as a coach? Uh, yes. I mean, of course. I, I feel like um, I feel like we all do that, whether we have the degree or not. You know, it's just people helping so, people. So now the tough question: Do you use the psychology degree as an athlete? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I have uh, this year. I have a mindset coach and, um, you know, that's, that's been a bigger part this year than, um, necessarily the the physical. Yeah. With, without going into detail, when we talked last year, you had, you had gone through a couple tough years. Yeah. You, You didn't explain what that was and I don't need to know what that was. Are you in a better place this year at this time than you were last year when we talked? Uh, yeah, I would say, a thousand fold. I'm in a better place. Um, just, you know, some really, really, really hard years that 
didn't have anything to do with CrossFit, just some personal life experiences that I went through. And, um, you know, I was just in a really bad place that doesn't show up in CrossFit and that people don't see and don't know. Um, but I've done a lot of work this year to overcome and, and get through those things. And, you know, even on the outside, one of those things was, you know, I, I really was struggling with my body weight and um, with my body image. And I had, you know, lost a lot of weight over the couple years. And this year I've really, you know, I've really worked hard on not only gaining weight physically, but the mental aspect of getting past that and being okay with, you know, being at a healthier weight for, you know, what I'm trying to do. Well, it seems to be working because yes. your fitness levels are like shooting through the roof. Yeah. Do you have, do you have a, you seem more confident this year, just talking to you in the short amount of time. Do you, are you more confident going into semis? Yes. I'm a lot more confident in myself and even outside of CrossFit. Like I'm, I'm more confident in just the person I am and probably just maybe not confident. I'm just more accepting of like who I am. And, you know, I'm, I'm not near as worried about external things as I would have been last year. That, that is incredible. I've yeah. been on my own journey. Um, yeah, I've been you know, watching. I see a therapist, I, I see a therapist, um, once a month, um, I'm weight loss journey and a mental journey. Um, I was in a really dark place two and a half years ago and, uh, it's taken a lot of work to get out of that, that, that Valley. Um, so I am so happy for you that, that you. you're finding that as well. Thank you. Yeah. So I want to talk about something fun before we okay. finish off with CrossFit, because I saw something, I think it was a bio somewhere where someone asked what your favorite food was and you okay. said, anything I get off my grill. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> the grill master. So, so I love to grill. I love to smoke. Uh, what is the meat of choice that goes on the grill uh, or vegetable? Because yeah, I yeah. grill vegetables too. Well, I am always one to, to have like a, a wing competition. Yes. Who's going to, who's going to grill the best? <sighs> you are right down my land. My last, last time though, I did burn my wings and I, at Super Bowl, and I was, that was pretty embarrassed, but that's okay. So I smoke my wings. Okay. Um, it's about a four hour process. Yeah. And it is, I, I would rather eat my own wings than any restaurant. Oh yeah. Out there. Yeah. Me too. yeah. There's something about, you know, doing it yourself and being proud of it. What I love about the smoke is that it has the crispy edge to it, mm -hmm. but it's still like juicy inside. Are you using a smoke? Like what type of, what are you using? A smoker? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I have like a pellet smoker. Yeah. Okay. It's like a Traeger knockoff. Yeah. Um, and that's my grill too. So when I want to grill, I just crank up the heat and use that to grill. Yeah. But, but my smoker, my smoker grill died a month ago. <laughs> Gotta and I'm trying that. to baby it into one more season. <laughs> um, and so I'm working on it right now because I've got some chicken I would love to grill because yeah. nothing is better than grilled chicken. That's right. Yeah. 
So do you ever do like steak or anything like that or just? Yeah. Uh, during COVID, uh, my roommate and I, every Saturday we would try a different, uh, I would try a different meat and she would like create some different meal. And so I pretty much anything you can try on a grill, I've tried it. Yeah. I have a couple friends. One is a police officer and he goes on hunting excursions and he brings back crazy stuff and we would smoke it or grill it. Um, and I like moose and elk are like top 10, top five, top two. Yeah. Um, and then we just tried bear and it was really good too. I have not tried that. Yeah. Sorry. You just, you were in my lane of some stuff I love to talk about. Uh, Yeah. I can talk about drilling some meat for sure. So what do you, do you just have a grill grill or do you smoke at all or? No, I don't. I've never ventured out, but maybe I should this summer. Yeah. I'll tell you, like when I first started smoking meat, I had the old like charcoal, have to watch it, have the thermometer, stoke it. Like it's an all day chore. Yeah. These pellet smokers, you set it, walk away, come back in 12 hours and your brisket's ready to fall apart. Yeah. Does the work for you. Yeah. Now you got to do the prep work. You got to do like the the marinades and the rubs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But man, once you get it on there, walk away. (laughs) So, um, so you, last time we talked, you're a nutrition coach. That's part of your business and you're an affiliate owner. Yes. Uh, Are you still working with them too? Yes. Mike Malloy. That's my man. And through all the stuff that you just talked about, like body image and all that stuff, he is awesome at that because I've seen his work firsthand. Yeah, yeah, very much someone I'm able to be open with. He's walked with me through it. He, you know, he knew he knew everything that was going on. So we have a good relationship. Yeah, he is the nicest guy. And I've said this a million times. He remembers every single person's name. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, but every gonna, time I see him at like the games, <laughs> right? He's saying hi to every single person and by name. It's amazing. That's awesome. Um, and so are you feeling, are, are you feel with everything that's happened? Are you feeling the fittest you've ever been? Yes, I am hands down. Uh, the, I would, I would dare to say also the strongest I've ever been, which is crazy considering you know, um, how long I've been in the sport, but yes, the fittest, strongest. So in your thirties, you are the fittest you've ever been. And you started this sport 11 years ago. Yeah. 12, 12 years ago. Yeah. 12, 12 years ago. Yeah. I took away one of your years. I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. It's a lot. It's more than a decade. <laughs> yeah. That is so cool. Like that, that excites me. Now I, I can't wait to see you out on the floor. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm it's super stoked. Too, you know, cause like, I, I don't feel done and I feel more charged up and energized this year, which, you know, I'm just like, people want to put like a timeline and you know, I'm still having fun. So I don't see me stopping at any point. Um, so what programming are you doing this year? Dex, Dex is still my coach. Dex Hopkins. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, and he does the programming or do you use brute? No, he, he, it's all individualized programming. Yeah. Awesome. 
That's cool. Yeah, I haven't seen Dex in a while. I can't wait to see him again. Yeah, he's a, to he's, give that guy a hug. Yeah, he's on uh, that move fast, lift heavy team. Yeah, I uh, I've talked to his teammates. I just haven't talked to him, which yeah. is weird. Um. So anyway, um, what do the next seven weeks look like for you? Uh, next seven weeks, um, will be. I will probably do like a simulation weekend, probably three three weeks out or so. And besides that, uh, right now I'm doing a pretty heavy strength squat cycle, um, just honing in on some skills and um, trying to you know dial in some gymnastics skill work that needs some attention. And besides that, just just keeping things you know primed and ready. So when you make the games, are we doing? Are we going to do a wing off? Hell yeah. I'll come to you. <laughs> yeah, got to celebrate punching that ticket. Yeah, wings are a great celebration. It is. Um, is there anything other, other special thing you would do if you if you punched your ticket? Because this would be your first trip to the games after after twelve years of yeah. attempting it. Yeah. What a story that would be. Yeah, it would be. It would be amazing. Uh, I don't even know. Honestly, the first thing that comes to my mind is like, I've always truly just wanted to be able to train for the games because I like the games workouts better than any other, you know, part of the season. Like I, I like the outdoor stuff. I like having to run to every single thing that you're doing. Like, I just would really like to be able to like actually train for that. I also read somewhere where you train alone a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and with that, I think it was in our conversation last year that you train alone a lot. And so you don't have a litmus test during the season. Yeah. I just talked to Ariel Lowen like a week ago mm -hmm. and she's training alone now too in her garage. Yeah. And I, and I, I, it's hard for me to get my head around the fact that she didn't do any off season comps. I don't think I saw you at any off season mm -hmm. comps this year you're doing this training, getting ready for the season and you have no, no clue if what you're doing is the right thing until the open rolls around right. and you start seeing yourself on a leaderboard. Right. Does that add extra stress to you? Uh, sure. Or are I'm, you just used to it? I am used to it at this point. Of course, everyone has those days of, of, of doubts. Like, is this enough? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? But I would be questioning that whether I was with other people or not. Um, and I have found that, you know, for me personally, the intrinsic motivation, uh, you know, is a lot more valuable than let's say like the external motivation. So it's, you know, it's me versus me. And if I can take myself to that level when I'm just by myself, you know, day in and day out, what can I possibly do when I'm on a competition floor around others? So I'm kind of excited to see that this year. Yeah. When I was talking to Ariel, she said she has bad days where she yeah. really has a hard time getting motivated. And like the day before I talked to her, she said she went into her room, put on her games sports bra, her games jersey, her game shorts, looked in the mirror and said, if you can't, you look awesome, you may not be motivated, but get out there and get something done. And that's what took 
took her to get out there. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. I don't have one of those sports bras to wear yet, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She has a whole ensemble. Yeah. Um, one of our listeners, uh, wanted to say that you look like Mao's big sister. <laughs> I can see so, that. The, I don't dark, know. the dark hair. It's the dark hair. Yeah. And the same features. Yeah. I, I see that. So maybe that's it. Maybe you have some of the O'Brien stuff ro rubbing yeah. off on you this year. Some jeans going. There it is. So what is the one movement that you want to see at semifinals and the one movement you don't want to see? Or if you don't want to put that into the air or the atmosphere, you don't have to. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to put anything into the air that I would not like to see because I'm just, you know, trying to be adaptable to all things. Uh, what I would like to see, one movement, uh, I'm going to go with a weighted pistol. A weighted pistol. Yeah. Yeah, you have a lot of pistol pictures for yeah, an CrossFit that's athlete. Probably, probably my favorite. Uh, probably one. Well, top top three favorite movements. So speaking of your Instagram, the, one of the pictures I use, you have a Jordan jersey on. Yeah. So why the significance of the Jordan jersey? Well, it is the Jordan year, according to some people. But um, I also just happen to love all Air Jordan clothes that are made. Uh, I wear a lot of Air Jordan. Um, but yeah, it's the Jordan you, year. You and Dex. There you go. Now I know why yeah. you, he's your coach. Yeah, I do love some Nike. Um, yeah, I, you know, this, this year is special to me in its own way, but um, I honestly just really liked the jersey. <laughs> There's something about that red and black. I don't know what it is. Yes. It's just, it's a sharp look. It is, um, yeah. Never been a Bulls fan, but it's a good look. Yeah. Yeah, and I am a Jordan fan. I mean, I grew up in that era. You can't not be not be can't not be so um well holly i want to wish you the best of luck i can't wait for pasadena to see you there um i guess my last question is did it make a difference to you this year knowing that you were going to the west semi before the season even started where last year it was make it and wait and see where they send you uh no i don't feel like it made a difference i mean was it nice to like maybe have that knowledge ahead of time? Sure. But I, you know, it didn't affect my performance in any way. Yeah. Selfishly, I just wish they wouldn't do it on Memorial day weekend. I know. Right? So the flights I weren't to, like uh, so astronomical. Well, yeah, I was more so thinking like, are we supposed to all like turn around and do Murph on Monday? <laughs> well, the analyst I'm taking the Pasadena, like she's catching the red eye because she's going to do Murph on Monday morning. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. I was like, that's dedication. I'll just catch it next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Well, Holly, thank you so much. Um I hope I hope my dog recovers from the Reese's Pieces. Yes. Um, like yours did from the dream beam. Uh, she's she's still killing it, so <laughs> yeah. She's recovered so much. She has so much recovery. <laughs> Yeah. Well, with that, uh, thank you so much. We'll see you in Pasadena and to the audience. 
Thank you so much for jumping on. We'll see everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. Yeah.